Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth. Consistently, I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. I believe that creativity is enhanced when we get out of our, our silo. Like we can all be creative as a solo creator, but adding in a second or a third person in there really just takes the improv nature of the creativity and takes it in different directions. Today on episode 556 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the co-founder of Squadcast, Zachariah Moreno. I'm going to ask Zach why he co-founded Squadcast and why audio quality is important for creatives. You can find out more about Zach along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Are you building your own business after a long career as an employed professional? Listen to our show, Going Solo, also found on our website, smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Zachariah Moreno. Zach is the co-founder, CEO, and CTO of Squadcast. He is a technologist, podcaster, author, and co-founder of Squadcast. Zach and his team are on a mission to connect creatives. Zach, welcome to the show. David, my friend, I appreciate you having me on. Oh, my pleasure. So why did you and your co-founder decide to create Squadcast? It was, uh, it was really a pivot from, uh, from a creative side project that we wanted to do. We wanted to make the jump. We had been longtime friends and listeners of podcasts and loved that to, to learn new things and really decided at a point that we wanted to go from being a passive listener to being more of an engaged creative and, and make something within, within this uh, growing you know, content, form of content. And we really got discouraged when we set out to actually produce the show because we had a remote team spread across California, all with the skills that you would expect, like an audio engineer and a software engineer and a, uh, you know, a screenwriter and all of those things. We, we thought we had what we needed to produce a really high quality show. But what became the bottleneck was with a remote team. When we actually set out to record audio that way, we found that the quality of the audio was really lacking, especially when we started to work with voice actors and a bigger team to uh, to record those vocals for our science fiction audio drama was the podcast, the kind of podcast we we wanted to create. We realized that the quality of the vocals that we were recording over the web just were were really low quality compared to the rest of the production value that we were putting in. So that's really where we decided uh, and got discouraged at first, but then pivoted from there and saw an opportunity to help ourselves, but also help the podcast community record high quality studio level audio from anywhere in the world. And that's what we've been doing for the last four years. Mm -hmm. And did you create the tool for yourselves first before you try to make a business around it? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's actually why I brought on my co-founder, Rockwell, uh, because we wanted to not just create a uh, a tool or some new technology. We knew we would also need to create a company in addition to that to have a sustainable employment for our team to uh, to also be able to continue to invest in the development of that technology platform that uh, that we saw an opportunity with. So that's really where we needed to build two things. We needed to build a product and a a company around it. Mm. What were you doing before you started Squadcast? Yeah, I had uh, done a lot of different things. I'm a full stack software engineer and also went to art school prior to that. 
so I had had an opportunity to write a technology book. I had an opportunity to teach full stack engineering at Cal Berkeley in San Francisco and uh, had a lot of fantastic students there. And also I, uh, after, or sorry, like during my senior year of college and for a few years thereafter, once I graduated, I had been a software engineer for the government and worked within large government enterprises to build technology, both public facing and internal. Mm -hmm. And how did you and your co-founder meet? We are longtime friends from high school. Uh, Rock actually introduced me to podcasts as a listener a long time ago, and uh, that really started that habit. And then it felt very full circle to kind of pitch him on this idea, not just to co-found a company together, but also in something that we had a shared love for with podcasting. So that felt like a really natural kind of progression over the years. Mm. How much time were you spending on the podcasting as a side project while you were still working full time? Yeah, I would say uh, I would say about ten hours a week or so. Wow! Because we were in the we were in the early stages. We were trying to write scripts and trying to find our voice and uh, practice recording. And my brother Vince is uh, now the head of our production at Squadcast and support. But back then, you know, he has a background in audio engineering and sound design. So we were working to uh, to find our sound, to find our voice, and uh, and then also put together this team of uh, when you're when you're working with a, a fictional podcast, you need voices to voice each character, uh, and none of us were skilled at like impersonations or something like that. So that really grew the number of people that we set out to work with, and really added the the remote constraint to mm-hmm. our production and podcasting. It's super important to be publishing episodes on a regular cadence, weekly or biweekly or whatever it is. Your audience really grows to have that relationship with your show and an expectation that it's going to drop at that time next week or the week after. Uh, and that's a really good thing. So we knew that it was kind of a deal breaker if we had to get together in person in a studio every time we wanted to record that we'd only be able to produce like one or two episodes a year. And uh, that just wasn't wasn't cool with us. So that's really where we decided to build some unique technology that really had a, an emphasis and design constraint for quality, but also reliability. Like when you set out to record audio with somebody and you're not in the in the same room, you start to really have a lot of anxiety when it comes to getting your file on the other side. What's everybody going to sound like on the other side after you hit the stop button? And that's really where we found a sweet spot to build some some unique technology that gives you both of those things, quality and reliability. Well, I can confirm as a somebody who's been podcasting for six years, that yes, the audio recording technology has been a challenge. So yeah, you definitely have hit a hole in the marketplace. Yeah, and that's the the company side of things was, uh, you know, in startup land, they call this product market fit. I didn't know that back then. I just had experienced it myself. And we're really big on learning and we use podcasting to learn things new that, you know, we need to to work on around the corner. And uh, we learned a lot along the way, and we continue to do so about finding product market fit and what what the market really needs. We didn't want to assume that just because we had discovered this challenge that everybody else in podcasting did. We, we weren't really thinking about it like a market. We were more so like the we're really, you know, we invest very a lot into the 
into the growth and success of the podcast community as a whole through meetups and events and sponsorships. And back then we were just like, did we invent this problem or do other people have this problem too? Like, what are the OG podcasters doing? Like, is this really the state of the art? And uh, we just didn't want to make any assumptions. And actually, before we decided to build anything new or start a company or anything like that, we, we just kept assuming that we hadn't found the answer yet and that we just needed to do a few more Google searches to, to find the technology that we needed. It turned out we just kept coming up empty-handed. So that's really where we, uh, we decided, like, let's build something new. Mm-hmm. And what actually was the turning point that made you decide to start a company around it? Because it's a big leap. It is indeed. It, it is. And we all have day jobs, right? Like I was still working at the government. I was also teaching at Cal Berkeley and I was engaged to be married all when we had this idea to uh, to start Squadcast. So, mm-hmm. And you were also spending time podcasting yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 10 hours a week. So <laughs> so that's really where, uh, where I was used to doing creative side projects, though. Uh, I already had built up that habit. So it whether it's painting or writing code or doing design work or, you know, throwing pottery, like I love expressing myself creatively and always have had a creative side project, whether that's working on open source software or, yeah, um, my next painting. So that uh, just felt like a natural transition. And, and that's actually why we wanted to do the podcast was because I wanted to try something in a new medium that uh, hadn't been able to to create things in before. And it just felt like a, a natural progression to work on something with my brother, to work on something with my best friend, who's a very talented and decorated playwright. Uh, And we both have a love for science fiction. So that's really how we were thinking about it back then. But it, you know, most startups pivot from a startup idea to another startup idea. We pivoted from a podcast idea to a startup. So that's really where, where it came from. But to answer your question, one of my students at Cal Berkeley was actually the head of IBM's venture capital fund for the Middle East. And he gave us some really great advice early on. I was talking to him and it's like, hey, Iga, like I'm building this product. Like we're going to go to this event in Anaheim. Podcast Movement is the largest conference in the podcast industry. But we barely knew that at the time. And we were going to go and talk to people and just try to validate that, yeah, this is a problem. And yeah, this is an opportunity. And would you use something like this? And would you pay for something like this? And just try to you know, validate as many of the assumptions as we could. And he was like, Zach, stop. You need to sponsor this event. And you need to be part of the podcast industry. And you're going to be able to talk to so many more people. You're going to get to learn so many things. So that's really where we uh, we decided to reach out to Jared and Dan from Podcast Movement and ask them to take a chance on us as first-year sponsors without ever having seen our product or technology or met us or anything like that. And we got the final booth booked. And, uh, and then we drove down to Anaheim and talked to the podcast community directly for three days. And that was so nerve-wracking. Uh, it was a big leap of faith to go and drop that much money out of pocket uh, we are, I should have mentioned, also a, a self-funded bootstrap startup, uh, still to date, even four years in. And uh, you know that first event was the beginning of that, where we decided to take a chance and uh, kind of take the leap of faith and and you know trust that we weren't the only ones who had this challenge, and that you know people would be interested in in a new solution. Yeah, and I can just imagine by the end of the conference, you guys must have been exhausted. <laughs> it was exhilarating, uh, to tell you the truth. I mean, I, I remember the end of the first day, like 
I think the first person we talked to was like, nah, okay, cool, whatever. And then the second person we talked to was like, I came to this event hoping to find a solution to this problem. And my remote interviews have been terrible. My audience isn't happy with it. I don't know what to do. And, you know, this sounds like something I, I would totally be into. And we actually got our first customer to sign up at that event with a barely working kind of beta product. And uh, Gina is still with us today. So I'm, I'm really proud of that. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So how does it feel today looking back on what, what you've accomplished? Well, it's not all, uh, you know, sunshine and unicorns. It's definitely a lot of work to run a startup and grow a team and have a sustainable business model, you know, through a, a pandemic to add some some craziness into it. But all in all, very grateful and blessed to have this opportunity. Like my grandparents were migrant workers in the Central Valley of California. And, you know, to be able to sit in my temperature controlled office and work on something that, uh, you know, solves a big problem for a lot of people doing creative work. That's basically, uh, you know, my dream. My mission is to help connect creatives. And I, I believe that creativity is enhanced when we get out of our, our silo. Like we can all be creative as a solo creator, but adding in a second or a third person in there really just takes the improv nature of the creativity and takes it in different directions. And uh, that's what I love about these conversations we're able to record on podcasts is you, David, or, or me, we, we don't know exactly where this conversation is going to go. And that, that's kind of a beautiful thing that we can co-create that together. That is for sure. Yeah. One of the things that I like about podcasting is I know where I want to start or I have a good idea where I want to start and um, just see where things go. It's so natural. The The conversation flows from there. And you know, a lot has been said. It's becoming, it's becoming uh, kind of a trope within podcasting. Uh, this this word intimacy gets thrown around a lot, and also like also credibility. You know, uh, with influence comes credibility, and and you can grow an audience and and those qualities from having a podcast. But also, I like to say that you know, intimacy and credibility they don't come for free. Actually, one of the universities here in California did a study about how listeners perceive the audio, how audio quality uh, for listeners impacts the the credibility of the person that they're listening to speak. And uh, if they're if they're speaking uh, same message and it's high quality or low quality, that person that listener perceives them to be actually lower quality. And if you, you know, have low quality audio, a low quality product for your listeners, that's really going to impact the, the credibility. It's going to be distracting. And then also really kind of abuse that intimacy factor. Like if to listen to a two, three hour long conversation with, with poor quality audio is, uh, is, is a lot to ask of our listeners. So just how we are designers and focused on user experience and, and creating fun and positive, engaging experiences for the podcaster, that's each episode that you're producing. So that's really, uh, you know, the value that we add for, uh, the podcaster, their guests, but then also the audience. That's the whole reason we create these, these quality shows. So that's really where we're excited that we have the opportunity to do this work. And I, Zach, I would agree with you. The quality of what you produce is very important. Content is important. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But the quality is very important. And I have had potential guests that have 
schedule time to record an episode with me where their audio quality is not sufficient and we've had to reschedule or, you know, or I tell them they have to get different equipment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, the equipment can help. The environment is a big factor. Both of those are, are big factors. But then also just how we record is another. So with Squadcast, we record everybody locally. And that way we are we are actually capturing the audio as it came out of that person's mouth. And then we're pushing it up to the cloud in the background. And that really gives us the quality of the local audio, but also the reliability of being able to still deliver those files to the to the host, no matter what the situation. So in the real world, power goes out, you know, batteries die, equipment gets unplugged. These things happen. So that's really where we we focus on uh, being able to have the benefits of connecting over the web, but also, you know, the the peace of mind to know that you're always going to get those files. We also do backups in addition to that. So a couple layers in there to make sure everybody's, uh, you know, safe and sound uh, recording together. Right. So is there anything else besides what you just mentioned about the audio being recorded locally and some of the other factors that are really major differentiators in what you have created that improves the quality of the audio? Yeah, absolutely. So because we record everybody locally, that results in a in a separate file for each person you're recording with. So in this case, it would be David and Zach. We'd each have wave audio quality in, in CD standards. So 44.1 kilohertz sample rate, if I can be a little bit nerdy for a second. But I, I love that we can measure audio quality. And then that also gives you flexibility in post-production to cut your episode together in editing. If you have everybody on their own independent track, you can do things like mute my dog walking in the background while you were talking. And you can do that in a non-destructive way. So we set you up for success and make it really easy and fluid for your post-production workflow. But also other problems can arise with that style of recording, like the timing and audio sync can get out of, out of sync with uh, different speakers, especially if you have three or four people like we record on Squadcast. Those uh, timings of those files can drift out of sync and that adds a lot of work in post-production for whoever's going to edit that episode together. So you're talking about realigning for every speaker for the entire duration of the file. And that's just uh, untenable. That's too much uh, to ask. So we have two patents pending, actually. We have one for our progressive upload technology that I mentioned a moment ago. And then we have a, a second patent pending for uh, for how we normalize for audio drift. And uh, that's something unique we, we do. And we're just getting started here with uh, with our focus on audio. We're also adding video recording as our next major release. And a lot of really unique team features that are lessons learned from working with larger podcast organizations like Spotify and Gimlet and ESPN and uh, Marvel. There's just so many great creative teams that we get to work with and learn from. Mm. So you're seeing some new opportunities unfold now that business has been going for a few years. Absolutely. Always looking for opportunities. And uh, with the technology platform that we've built, starting from a place of really high quality audio, we have a number of different ways that we can grow and add creative solutions to the workflow for podcast creatives. Mm. Zach, are you far enough along in what you've been doing with Squadcast to be able to talk about what your vision is for this to become? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's my favorite topic, actually. I love talking about the future. And So let's talk about the future. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's incredibly exciting to us, like I said, to add video recording. It's a natural progression. Our customers have been asking us for it for quite a while because we've always had video to have body language and flowing dialogue for the nonverbal communication. Our customers, podcasters have asked us, hey, can I record that video too? So that's awesome. And we're bringing that to life now. It's our focus and it'll be out before the turn of the year. And beyond that, we see a number of opportunities around the audience experience. Like I mentioned, it's it's really a trifecta of different roles that we get to help with, uh, with Squadcast. We kind of sit in the very middle of the podcast workflow. So we can uh, provide really engaging experiences to bring your audience into your recording session, if you like, you don't have to. But recording on Squadcast right now is basically a connection between you and your guests. And that can be a couple different people. But what people have asked us for is the ability to also invite your, your audience, your listeners to hear that raw conversation as it unfolds. And maybe that's a premium Patreon offering. Maybe that's a part of your creative team, like your executive producer, like Vox has, or some of these other people that aren't necessarily on mic, like in the production, but are part of that workflow at that moment. We can bring them in and provide these really engaging experiences for for all involved while not distracting your guest and giving you the confidence that you know everybody's being recorded in studio quality audio and video. There's a number of other ways that we're taking the platform as well. One that I'll share is this idea of a of a passive interview. So you can reach out to subject matter experts. Maybe maybe it's uh, more of a of a NPR style show where they weave narration over quotes from people that are all on this one topic. So they go out and record tape, as they call it. We call them recordings. But uh, they go out and record tapes with these subject matter experts and get them to you know, answer this question or add some color to this story. And uh, really, they only need that you know, 20, 30-second chunk of audio from that person. You don't really need to connect and schedule a time and do all this prep work to get on with that person like you can just send them a link with uh, some prompts and they can hit the record button and give you the answer that that they need that you need for your for your production. So we see some really interesting ideas there. That that one's a little more farther out, but is very exciting to us to uh, to continue to be of service for all podcasters. I think we do a really good job for the classic interview style podcast. But as I said, we came out of science fiction, audio drama, which is a very different style of production. And uh, that's got its own, you know, workflow constraints, bigger teams, uh, multiple shows, like part of parts of networks of multiple podcasts, like those all add a lot of creative opportunities to to foster collaboration outside of just the the studio on microphone or on camera production. So that's really where we're building out this. uh, We're actually defining a new category. Uh, A lot of people would lump us in with like video conferencing with like Skype or Zoom. And that is true to some degree. But we, we really look at it as the exact opposite. Like we are a content production platform that just so happens to connect people remotely. Whereas Skype or Zoom, it's the other way around where they connect people and it just so happens that you can record. And that's kind of a feature in the background. So for us, we're defining this new category of remote content production. And that's audio today, it's video tomorrow, and all sorts of other forms of content that we can help people create, all for the purpose of having really awesome, engaging 
audience building and listener experiences. Well, Zach, congratulations on everything you guys have achieved to date. It's really quite remarkable. I can tell you, as I said earlier, as a podcast host, there is a big need in the industry for what you do. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've talked about today, check out Squadcast or anything that you have, any kind of resources you have, where would the best place be for them to go? Yeah, so we are happy to help anybody get their podcast started. We invest a lot in the podcast community and growth overall with advocacy. So if you just have general questions, like we're happy to help. Our team loves that. Ariel, our community manager, is on social media. So at Squadcast FM, across all of those channels, uh, our website is squadcast.fm. And I set up a promo code for your listeners to get $10 off their first month in addition to a seven-day free trial. So that's STP2020. And uh, you can set up your free trial and plug that in. And uh, that'll get you half off of our most popular plan for your for your first month. So uh, unlimited recording in that first month. And, uh, and then there's plans. They're all $5 an hour. And however much time you need, we got you covered. So much like a physical studio with our pricing and... Uh, we have a dedicated support team and a lot of resources to make sure that uh, your remote interviews sound great and uh, your audience is, is happy listening to your show. And uh, thank you again, David. I really appreciate you having me on today. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Uh, my guest today has been the co-founder of Squadcast FM, Zachariah Moreno. Thank you again, Zach, for joining us. Thank you. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today we learned why audio quality is important for creatives and much more. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them smash the plateau. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.